have an artist come down and uh, great story. Uh, we did a concert at Pier 11 one time mm-hmm. and Shannon let the music play. Oh. Right. Shannon comes up and it was the first time she, she's a Brooklyn girl, Shannon. You know that, right? Yep. I think it's, um, she comes from East New York area, right? Right. right. Yep. So she goes out on stage and her, her track was on a reel to reel. The, uh, the DJ at the, uh, the engineer at the disco mobile that we had puts the reel to reel on. Mobile. That's the disco mobile guy. Right. He hits, he hits the button and the tape gets jammed up in the player. Now her track is destroyed. She has no track. She wound up doing two songs acapella. Let me show her. And there she is. There she, she wound is. up doing two hey. shows acapella and she blew the audience apart. And ever since then, you know, we, every time we see each other, we, we talk about that day because that was literally her first time that she was out in front of people. And that, and still today we play that song on, on that's a power song on CBS FM. You know, oh, Shannon's yeah. one of the rarities that she, that song is still a power song all over the country, really. She's a sweetheart of a lady. And she, like I she's another one in her, in her mid sixties, maybe early sixties. Yeah. Right. And you don't see that on stage. She's, she's jumping around like a crazy person. She really does a great job. Well, you've been blessed. Look at the people you've been around. KC from KC and Sunshine Band. Uh-huh. He's performing right now with the B-52s. I tour him with them right now. Look at this. Lionel Richie from the Motown era. No, that's Smokey Robinson. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Oh, that's Smokey, oh, Smokey Robinson. Smokey and the Miracles. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me say again. Smokey Robinson. There you go. There you hey, go. Sorry. Smokey's. Yeah. No, I was looking at the next picture. There's Lionel. Lionel. Your wife? And that guy is probably one of the nicest guys you ever wanted to meet. And who's this here? That's oh, Donald Trump. Trump. Yep. My buddy Goomba Johnny at KTU. Goomba Johnny, where's yeah. he? Is he's, he's on. He's doing a, uh, He's he's doing a lot of comedy right now. He really dove one two three into comedy, and he's uh, oh. he's doing very well. Joe, this is what I want to ask you. This is Joe, right? And then the Joe that lost a hell of a lot of weight. Yeah, that's that's huge, Joe. Yeah, the old. Well, that's the Joe in between yeah. disco and that's Joe the size. See the Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. That's me the size of Hawaii in it. Yeah. <laughs> but what kind of diet that you went on? Because I remember you lost a, a tremendous amount of weight. Well, I, had, I had surgery done. I had, I had a lap band surgery. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm, I don't care. I'll say it. You know, and not nothing to be proud about. And I had it done, and it, and it works. It really does work. It's a learning process, you know. And I have my ups and downs. Sometimes I gain a little and I got to go back and I got to re rethink and re-energize and lose weight. It's like, uh, I consider being heavy was, was a vice. You know, everybody has one. If you're gambling, uh, drinking, um, cheating, everybody has a vice. Food was my vice and being Italian didn't help either. I mean, Macaroni. You have a wedding, you got to eat like you're Macaroni. going to the electric chair. You go to a funeral, you got to eat like you, after the funeral, like you're going to the electric chair. Uh, you had to eat. And it was instilled in you ever since a young age, and, and it caught up to you. And, and that was my vice. But thank God, you know, I try to trim it away a little bit every day. Oh, somebody's asking a question. We got questions. Let me, let me, yeah, somebody's asking a question. It said a question for Mr. Cause. 
We all know the power and influence that a radio station had back then. How important and influential was being a radio jock? And was there a riff amongst the KTU jocks? Uh, not, not really. We, we all basically got along. You know, we all basically got along. I just dropped my other microphone on the floor. Uh, you know, uh, ego is ego. And when you're on, a lot of the, the radio guys have tremendous egos. And you try to keep it into perspective. And like with me, I was a new kid on the block. So every day for me was a learning curve. So I try to learn every day. Did try to step on any shoes. And I guess after 42 years, me being on the air, I think I learned. Because the people, the majority of people that I work with at some of the other radio stations haven't worked in many, many years. And for me to do it, 42 years and still doing it today, I think I was pretty good at what I did. Yeah, you're very good. You kidding yeah. me? Yeah. You're class act. Yeah. You sound like Frankie Croc. I mean, look, I got to think, I'm going to speak. I wish I had hair like Frankie Croc. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was a legend. That's a true legend. Okay, so let's let's talk about that for a second. Frankie Crocker has the number one radio station in New York, yeah. and he's iconic, like kind of like you became later mm -hmm. on as KTU became. So for a while, from the sixties to the seventies, Frankie would walk in the studio fifty four any club, and he was yeah. working, okay, right, and program director, and has the one of the probably the highest drive time shows in history at that time, seventies yeah. and eighties. Mm -hmm. KTU comes on Frankie's ego has got to be crushed because mm -hmm. he's he's selecting fantastic music and he's putting together did you guys riff with Frankie? did you ever deal with him? did, did he ever try to come and I take just, guys? I met him once I think once and we were doing a club appearance briefly, briefly said hello and, and then that was it but that's the part of the business it's the same thing like in the movie industry I mean uh, actors that you saw in in the 80s doing movies uh you know one after the next uh you know the raiders of the lost ark and today nothing you, you know you know what i'm trying to say actors like all these gangster actors uh who had movie after movie after movie and now they you don't see them at all that was their time and now it's time for somebody else to move in and this is how it's going to be down the line and the same thing on radio you know my day is going to come where it's time to say that's it i've had enough there you i know? go there i go there, there i go there i go again that was his that was his closing song. His closing song right my closing song was his love theme right by the love unlimited orchestra and i've been playing that I and one record i know that you always play that but i always hear you say when the fuel runs out ah love that song Executive suite. Oh, executive, executive suite. Yes. I mean, even and you hear that when you hear that stuff today. I mean, it's great music, but if if you let a a seventeen or an eighteen year old, even a twenty year old, hear that song today, it, they can't even fathom that a song like that used to be played on the air because it sounds so old to them. But for us, it was such great stuff. I mean, so arranged perfectly that music. Well, this is where I'm going to segue something that you can help us understand. I asked Earl Young from the Tramps. 
when you guys were starting out the trams, mm-hmm. we felt that it was a doo-wop mentality. Well, they started doing yeah, the right. original. But when we were growing up, we didn't put the two plus two together, you know, right. to think um, you being older than I am, you come right. from, you remember that music, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of those groups, Motown and the disco sound, uh, Hal Melvin is Blue Notes, all right. the Asia Philly. They all came from doo-wop groups. So that goes to the next part. Back in the doo-wop era, you danced with a woman. You right. danced. You didn't. Uh, not hustling. You actually physically danced. Mm-hmm. That was what went on in the clubs in the seventies. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay. A matter of fact, the Tramps' first hit, "Zing with the Strings of My Heart," was originally done as a doo-wop song. You know that? No, I didn't know. I, I didn't know that. I didn't that know was that was original doo-wop song. Back back in the early fifties when that song came out. Give you another great tramp story. This is a great. I love, I love the tramps. I live, I know you do. Breathe the tramps, right? It was 1977, maybe 78, could have been. Went to see the tramps. I I seen them at Camelot Inn back in the day, speakeasy out in, uh, out in Island Park, Long Island. And I walk out. And I'm standing right in the front there. Wasn't even in radio back then. Uh, and I'm watching the tramps and they filled the stage. I mean, there was, I think there was like 17 people to the group back then between all their horns and, and, you know, brass and all that unbelievable sound, no tracks, nothing was recorded. Everything was alive. And when I, I was standing there in the front in amazement, watching Jimmy Ellis and Earl Young right in front of my face. And there was a part of the show when they, they always do, they'd ask somebody to come up and, and sing with them on stage. And all my friends says, you got to go, you got to go. So I go up on stage and I sang Body Contact Contract. You sang that? And I sang that with Earl Young. Earl Young turns around and looks uh-oh. Hang on. We'll bring Joe back. Unbelievable. I don't know. Joe must have hit the... Hit the <laughs> hopefully he gets the... <laughs> Man, let's see. I know some of you are asking. Oh, Joe's back. Hang on. Wait, Joe. I'm back now. Joe, we lost. Okay, so Earl, Earl... So I go on stage and I sing that song with him and I'm doing the... Uh, on the dotted line. I'm doing that part with him, You're right? you doing that part? Yeah, and... He's looking at me like, holy crap, this guy is lower than me. And still today, we goof about it whenever I do shows with him. And I'm always doing the bass parts with him. And I said, that was probably one of the my most thrilling part of my life, singing with the Tramps. Now, mind you, this was all new. Disco was new. Yeah. You know, and that time, 72 to 75 by 76, they were saying disco was finished already. Yeah. They were. You hear what I'm saying, Joe? That's what they said. And then yeah. say it was over. Imagine, imagine walking to a club and seeing groups like the Crown Heights Affair. I mean, these guys were unbelievable. The, the, the sound that came out of the stage. And these were live groups. I mean, groups like the BT Express, uh, Harold Velvet and the Blue Nuts. I mean, well, still today, when I do something with, with the Blue Notes, 
I can't help it. I'll be, I'll stand on the side of the stage and I'll grab a stool. And I mean, I know every one of their songs inside and out. I know their routines. I know what they're going to say, but I still stand there in amazement and I take it all in because I love, I love that sound. I love that Philly sound. Yeah, it is. But his, his, I have only one problem with Harold Melvin and his blue nose. Harold Melvin's not around. That, <laughs> that's one. And the yeah. voice of Teddy Pendergrass, as right. good as the guy, I don't know this guy's name that does it, the lead guy. Yeah. Teddy's voice. No one sounds like Teddy. No, matter no, no, how no. That's why he went out on his own. And that was probably one of the greatest albums ever. His solo album. The one with the cowboy with the, the thing. With the, oh. white, with the white jacket. With the that's only you. And, you know, only I don't love you, you anymore. That's, oh, forget it. That music's been sampled so many times on so many sunshine mixes. I don't know. Right? Am I right or wrong? What do you mean? You was. It still is. Still is. Still it goes to show you how when greatness happens, it stands a true right. test. Right. One one disappointment I have out of all the artists that I've met and all the artists that I've been with, and I've been with everybody. I'm looking at my wall, the News Corporation. I got pictures with Carl Carlton and Gonzalez, Corey Day, uh, France Jolie. The only person that I've never, ever been with and seen live was Barry White. And that had to be an incredible, imagine seeing Barry White, his, when he died, I mean, that was such a loss. Oh, he still me. would have been playing today. Oh, hundred percent. He still would have been playing today. Now talk about hair too. His hair in the seventies was wow. That thick yeah, he had that Billy Dew Williams look going. You know? <laughs> Somebody asked me, uh, Tony Rivera asked the bad question. He says, you know, what was your catchphrase that you used to say like Paco and Roscoe on when you were on KTU, that catchphrase? Ooh, what was the yeah. catchphrase? Oh, well, Roscoe say, I love you so. I well, I was that, you know, hey, forget about it. My whole thing was forget about it, you know. Forget and about it. I, I laid on that Brooklyn thing really big, and that's what New Yorkers loved back then. They loved that whole New York sound. And that whole, I guess that whole forget about it thing. Yeah. You still do it. Hey, forget about it. Forget about it. Sometimes <laughs> it just means forget about it, you know? <laughs> Somebody also asked, whatever happened to Al Bandiro? Uh, he went into the movie end. He's doing a couple of things. You know, I, I was with him about six months ago in Jersey at an event. And uh, he's still he's still out there. He's not uh, he's not doing radio, but but he is uh, on the movie end. he's producing stuff and uh, and doing some pictures. Which like now segues to the question. We saw a, a picture of you behind the bars. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I did. a. So tell us about know, what you're doing. What there, you've been there's a TV show on Amazon Prime right now called uh, Gravesend, and it's basically about Bensoners back in the day, Gravesend Bensoners. Uh, and the whole show takes place in the 80s. There's a lot of disco music in it. If you watch the, the first episode from last season, uh, I'm the first person you hear coming out of a 1982 El Dorado, and they took the original tracks, the original broadcast from disco 92 oh yeah yeah you've got to check it out it's pretty pretty cool so they asked me to come in and uh to play a mob captain i don't know why but, you know i'm not like that at all i'm more of a i don't i'm surprised they asked me to do like an amish character or something like that but oh, <laughs> but, I, but, I, but i'm going to play a, a, a mob guy come on. and uh 
it, it was filmed at the Arthur Kill Correctional out in Staten Island. And uh, we filmed it with William DeMeo and uh, Al uh, Sicelli. And, it, you know, we had, a, had that whole mob routine thing down. We had a meeting out in the prison. We were prison guys. We were locked up. And that's going to air probably, I think, uh, this coming fall. You'll see it on Amazon Prime. So but I like doing stuff like that. Yeah. So the Amazon Prime, the show, say one more time what the show is. Gravesend. Gravesend. Gravesend, Gravesend. Brooklyn, yeah. Gravesend, Amazon. A lot of local people, a lot of Brooklyn people is in it. Uh, you, you'll, when you watch it, you'll, if if you're from the area and from New York, you'll hear a lot of, uh, your memory will click back because we mention a lot of stuff from back in the day, a lot of the old clubs, uh, a lot of the old feast, uh, Brooklyn feast, and you'll hear, you'll see it. I mean, the cards in this show are going to blow you away. I mean, if you love all that old Cadillac, Monte Carlos, they're all in this show. You're really going to enjoy it. It's good stuff. So now, yeah, here's the thing now. um, I don't know if you heard about this, but Ralphie a few years ago, this before COVID had Ralphie D from Aussie 2001. Right. Calls me and says, listen, (laughs) he says to me, hey, there's this guy coming in from Italy, and he wants to recreate Odyssey 2001 uh, in the Chinese place where it became the Chinese, you know, spot in Bay Ridge. Right. And they want to reenact the whole 2001, the 45th anniversary, 70, 70, 70. Yeah, it's 45 years. Mm-hmm. And, of course, this is where you come in, Okay. Mm-hmm welcoming John Travolta and that whole thing. Cause it was a big thing again, bringing him back. To well, Brooklyn. this was a part of uh, like William DeMeo was a part of Gravesend. He was also, he played Sammy the bull in the Gotti movie. Right. And he, he and me put this whole, I publicized it a lot on the radio to get all those people out there. And oh, we I had, know. we had over 10,000 people under the L that day. And uh, it was unbelievable. It was an unbelievable time. And, if you remember back in the 80s, in the early 80s, we did the same thing under the L called Midnight Madness with Danny Pucciarelli and all, all those guys. And we were, we turned 86th Street into an outdoor disco. We had heavy, a 10 foot, uh, yeah, heavy custom. custom sound, right? In front of yeah. heavy custom sound, right? And we had a 10 foot disco ball hanging from the train tracks. <laughs> Who the hell put the disco ball? I don't know who did that, but I want to know it, how they got that up there. Yeah, I want to know how they got away with it. Yeah, because and, you imagine doing that now, they could they shut you right down. I'll shut you right down. And it was it was incredible. It was still today. People talk about that day. They said, "Oh, we'd love to do it, but you can't. You can't do it anymore. The neighborhood changed, and uh, you can't do that again." You know, not that the neighborhood's bad. It's just changed. The people aren't. You know that crew isn't there anymore right that whole they're all in staten island <laughs> yeah well i go like this you leave you leave brooklyn you go to staten island then you go to manalip in new jersey right then you go to witness protection that's how it works you know <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how it is <laughs> you wind up in arizona and you're using ketchup instead of tomato sauce <laughs> well you know now but now it's a little different Back then, you couldn't get tomato sauce. Now you can get hunts in Arizona, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Okay, so Joe, everybody says this to me. You know, I've been in Lee, and you talk about sauce. 
And I, and I know you do Sundays at your house and the family, because I know you mentioned this on the radio and everything. Mm -hmm. You put meat in the sauce day. Some people say it's gravy. You know, meat in the sauce, now it's sauce. Is it really sauce or is it gravy? I call it gravy. I've always called it. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a thing. Did you make the gravy? What time did you put the gravy on? You know, don't forget to put the gravy on. Keep it low. Don't burn the gravy. You know, it's been known as gravy as long as I can remember. But you ask Italian to Italy, they go, that's only America. They yeah. don't know what you're talking about. They're like, no. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a New York thing, really. I think it's a New York thing, gravy, yeah. Oh, it's as long as I can remember, I know it's gravy. Wow. Yeah. But here's the thing now that I'll leave one few really important. How important is it to you today to be out at these clubs? You still have that same feeling. I know you're married, you got the kids, uh -huh. kids, all that stuff. But I mean, mm -hmm. you still have the same affection you had back then to want to go out uh -huh. and MC and do that? Or is it more like, you know, I get I get excited when I get out there and I and I do that. You know, when you see people, you know, like we just did this uh the St. George Theater a couple of weeks ago with French Jolie and Tavares and you know that whole crew. And when you see people that you you would see in clubs back in the eighties that you knew, like I, I look out in the audience and I see so many people I know and I knew them when they were in their 19, 20 years old. And now they're 45, 50 years old and they're up still out there cheering, dancing, smiling, looking at France Jolie and Tavares and hugging their wives who are then their girlfriends. It makes you feel good because you're bringing something to these people. You know, you're taking them back for a couple of hours to when they didn't have a care in the world, when they didn't have any mortgage payments, when they didn't yeah. have any car leases, you know, uh, when they, before they had their kids and they college payments. Yeah, yeah. Any of that stuff. You right. When, they, when their mother did their laundry for them and, <laughs> and they slept till one o'clock in the afternoon, it was a great time for them. So if they could, I can bring that to these people every once in a while uh, on the stage in clubs at events. I'll do it as long as I can, you know, and I'll leave you with that. We don't want you to go. We want okay, you to stay good. with us. All right. Okay. We don't want you to go. No, what I'm saying <laughs> is we want you to stay on the radio because we're used to hearing. It's like there's a, you know, like comfort food. Yeah. You know, yeah. you hear certain things. It's part of the landscape of what made New York, New York. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of our peers are no longer with us. So, you know, I mean, poor Paco, and look how it ended for him. You mm -hmm. know, he got wrapped up with the whole, he went to jail. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. Cost? Poor mm -hmm. thing, you know. I mean, a lot of well, he had the wrong lawyer. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he paid the right lawyers. Right? Oh, we did it. <laughs> he didn't pay. We didn't time for that for that bad mistake. Yeah, I mean, Roscoe passed away. You know, at a young age. Um, you know, people get old, and we do stupid things sometimes. And you know, I, that's why I try to try to try to fly right, fly straight, keep under the radar. You know, you know what Hassa is <laughs> exactly. You, you know, know exactly what I mean. You know what I mean. Pick doesn't fly straight. Keep under the radar. <laughs> so one hundred and one is where we can find you. That's right. Every uh, night, uh, Monday through Saturday, seven to midnight on CBS mm -hmm. FM, one hundred and one point one. That's my brand new headshot. 
What a difference from 1980, huh? Let's go back, <laughs> Let's look at them back then. But uh, Actually, I love I, this picture. I love look at the, the, the dancer from Sinai Fever. Yeah, Karen Lynn Gordon. Karen, yep. Karen Lynn Gordon. Great, great. And yeah, would you say this is Joe? That was 1980. Wow. 1980. Joe, if you could. I said, and the Latigra shirt on. Look at that. <laughs> you can do it differently. Would you have changed anything? Uh, yes, I would have. Uh, I wish I had more of um, some like a, a mentor, like to, back then. I had, I had nobody to rely on back then. I, I didn't, I didn't know the ins and outs. Like, like today, you know you you could find out more before getting into something. And I was just so excited to get into radio. I didn't have, uh, I knew no one in the business and I wish I had, it was, it was more of a learning day by day then, you know what I'm trying to say? But Joe, look, look what happens. Like you said, you went to Minnesota, mm -hmm. went to Jersey. Yeah. And then this happens. Right. You're the number one disco station in the nation. That picture's from Studio 54. Yeah. Yeah. What I was saying is Disco 92 is the banner of how, where do you go from there? Think about it. You're at the top. Yeah. So yeah. where do you go to? We're looking at you like our demigods. You yeah. know, you are in the position of holy, you're next to Rock Hudson in a sense, like, you know, that level, Hollywood mm. and radio. You know, you went from who, who's Joe Corsi, neighbor guy, to Number one, Joe Corsi on best disco station in the nation. And then, right. you know, you know I, it's funny. People say in radio, there's two places you want to work, either L.A. or New York. Right. And I'm lucky enough to be in New York for 42 years and still there. So I thank everybody out there for keeping me here. The voice of our youth, for sure, Joe. As thank Tony you, buddy. <laughs> voice of our youth. And I, Con. A legend, 101 FM, Joe Corsi. Thank you. Don't ever stop. Thank you for and You know how hard it was to get to me and Joe to get him to do this show? I know. We've just been in the works for a while. I've been, I went to Glen Chicherry to ask him <laughs> to send you a message, but then I saw you at Ralphie's do, with, with, and I can't thank you enough. Glenn's a good guy, yeah. And I want to thank you as well for, I was blessed to play on the classic showcase with Joe doing mm -hmm. the emceeing and I was able to do the master mixes along with the other guys. And I'll tell you for us as DJs to hear your voice introduce us is incredible. Thank you. Buddy. I know that. I know that every DJ feels the same, especially New York jocks. Number one in my book, Joe. Thank that you, so, uh, oh, Joe, thank you. And, you know, oh, and then last question. You, you're right now working in your own spot, right? In your own, in your own office, right? In your right. Own, okay. Right. So people have been asking about going back to the offices. Uh, are, is there any talk about you going behind the glass box again in New York? Radio? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be happening. We just, um, you know, they're taking a step. And now COVID, they say, is coming back a little bit. So. <laughs> There's always a delay. There's always a delay. There's always something happening, you know. But as soon as they want us to go back, I'm there. You know, I don't mind. You, you didn't know, get sick with it, did you? Did you get sick of I it? I had it. I had it, yeah. You did? Yeah, I had it, but I beat it. You know, I beat it. I just had a little cough. Other than that, it was nothing there. You like the clap? We applauded? 
Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, he's got the clap, so we applaud it. With some yeah, 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 yeah. Right? <laughs> Joe, all right, God, buddy. Thank you so much. And you that it. is it for True House Stories with Joe Corsi. Next week, Joe, don't leave yet. DJ Mehmet from Brazil is coming on to Ooh. tell us his remix and DJ life down there and traveling the world. I'm Lenny Fontana from True House Stories. And don't forget, Fridays on Twitch, we go two o'clock. On Twitch, Lenny Fontana official, and thanks again, Joe Causey. Joe, you got can you it, off, Joe, like you normally do? <laughs> have a great night, buddy. Remember, Thank whatever you. you do, have fun. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao, everybody, <laughs> and that's the best. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Yeah. Hold Bye -bye. on, Joe.